Hey guys, this is Elizabeth with Soul on Fire. This is a quick intro um, to the episode that is about boundaries today. Um, it is going to be a very entry-level sort of introduction to what boundaries are and sort of identifying the different areas of boundaries and some easy mechanisms that you can use to set boundaries. But first I want to talk about a couple of things and that is why boundaries are important. Boundaries really are like a communication mechanism. Um, boundaries can help you identify dysfunctional relationship patterns that we have set forth in early childhood. Um, patterns that are, are really sort of started with the relationship with our caregivers, whether that is your parent or or even a, you know just a separate caregiver. These experiences with our caregivers can actually determine boundaries as adults and sometimes those are really dysfunctional behavior patterns so if you've had an adult that is really rigid or maybe they speak um, violently or they have been um, you know disrespectful to you in a way then you build a tolerance so you have a pattern and so in order to break those patterns I think we have to come down to a like a certain level of awareness and part of awareness is understanding what boundaries are right Um, many of us grow up and we think we have this idea of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable but in reality we've never even learned about healthy boundaries healthy boundaries will encourage you to practice self-love, self-respect. It will also help you establish limits and healthy ways of connecting with others. Boundaries are when we stop putting the needs of other people before our own needs and wants. When we lack boundaries, we may actually accept more abuse or toxic behavior because we want love and approval. Again, going back to learning this from childhood, when we choose to set healthy boundaries, we are aware of our emotional well-being. You're connecting to yourself when you establish healthy boundaries. There's also a lot of healing when we start to practice healthy boundaries. When you don't have healthy boundaries, it can affect your mental, physical, and your emotional well-being. Your self-worth can actually be really affected by unhealthy boundaries. It can also affect the chemicals in your brain, can affect your sleep, your digestion. So boundaries aren't just... It's not just like some random um, concept. It affects everything in your daily life. Sometimes these things can cause confusion, negative messaging that we get from society on how we expect to be treated or how society treats us, how people are able to interact with our bodies. Um, the very end, I'm going to do sort of an extra, and I'm going to talk about why we fear putting boundaries into place. And really, it's because we fear loss. 
But first, let's dive into some basic understanding of what boundaries are, the different categories of boundaries, and last but not least, I'm going to apply it to something that's really relational. And that is when it's okay to walk away from a relationship when someone doesn't respect your boundaries in regards to committing or not committing to a romantic relationship. So tune in. I hope you enjoy the episode and thank you for listening. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth with Soul on Fire and today I'm going to be doing part two of my Boundary Podcast episode. Today I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper on what boundaries are, how we set boundaries, and also talk to you a little bit about the different types of boundaries. And I'm actually going to apply all of this to a real life situation um, that talks about how you know when it's okay to set firm boundaries and also when it's okay to end relationships when someone either doesn't respect your boundaries or continues to cross boundaries and when it's okay to walk away based on that. So the first thing I want to do is talk to you about what a boundary is. Now, there are tons of different types of, um, you know, definitions. And so everything that we talk about here is very general, but it should give you enough information to really move forward with identifying what your boundaries are and what types of boundaries you have. Um, So first of all, let's talk about what a boundary is. A boundary is a personal limit or a rule that we set for ourselves within a relationship, okay? A person who has healthy boundaries really can confidently say no to others whenever they want, but they're also very comfortable with opening up to certain levels of intimacy and relationships. Boundaries are simply based on your values, and also the things that are important to you. So for example, um, an example of a boundary would be spending time with your family or maybe showing up to work on time. I was just talking to a friend who just finished his master's degree program and we were talking about the fact that, you know, for him it was like making sure he did everything in his class on time. But boundaries are yours and yours alone. So um, sometimes boundaries can align with the people who are in your life. You know, so if you're raised a certain way and people in your family have certain types of boundaries, you might align with them. It's not always the case because you're unique and your boundaries are unique to you and your life experiences. Um, Really, a boundary is something that you should know about and be certain about and confident about before you enter a situation. And that can be kind of hard because we're not always sure what types of you know situations we're going to arise in. But I think it's important to really evaluate your boundaries. If you ever feel like maybe you're not used to speaking up or you're not confident with speaking up, um, But if you know what your boundaries are and you know where you stand, it will definitely help you be less likely to not speak up when you're actually in the situation. So let's talk about 
examples of this. So things that you can say when you're setting a boundary is, hey, I don't want to do that. Or no, I'm drawing a line. This is not acceptable. Or this doesn't work for me. Or no, not this time. Um, Or simply by stating I'm not comfortable with this. And things like, please don't do that. So I want to talk to you now about the different types of boundaries and there are different ways that people can categorize boundaries. So these are very simplistic types of boundaries. There are time boundaries, um, materialistic boundaries, sexual boundaries, emotional boundaries, intellectual boundaries, which I think I mentioned, and physical boundaries. So let's start with time. Um, I know for me right now, time is a huge thing and I'm very strict with where I spend my time, who I spend my time with and what I allow in my time. So a time boundary is again, how you use your time to have healthy time boundaries. You definitely need to make sure you set a time aside for different aspects of your life. For example, if you are a parent and you know your children have sports, then you need to make sure you make time for that, right? If you are a student, like me, I'm in graduate school, I have to set time aside for that. And not a lot of things get in the way of that. I turn my phone on silent. I go off social media for several days at a time. But setting clear boundaries is also for other people so that they know, hey, listen, I'm doing this at this time and I'm not available at this time. Um, I know that now I turn my phone on silent after a certain time of day because I don't want to be interrupted after a certain time and I need my sleep. So those are all examples of time boundaries. There's also another type of boundary which would um, relate to your possession. So a material boundary or boundaries that affect your money. So having healthy material boundaries would involve you like setting limits on what you share and whom you share it with. So for example, um, let's say that you have a teenage child and you have a credit card. Like do you lend your credit card to that child or not? Um, Or do you set boundaries with people who maybe borrow money from you? Um, I've always had a really strict boundary with that. I have a rule where I don't lend money to anyone for any reason. It's just not something I'm comfortable with. Um, Or if you are a guy and you like lend out your tools or let people borrow your truck. So those are material boundaries. So the next one's really important and that's a sexual boundary. A sexual boundary is something that is really, really important. And I think all men and women should really identify what their boundaries are. And this would be really important, especially in romantic relationships or any sort of sexual relationship with you have, whether that's in or outside of a relationship, depending on where you fall on the spectrum. Um, Sexual boundaries refer to the emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. Healthy sexual boundaries involve a mutual understanding and respects of limitations and desires between you and your sexual partner or partners. Sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted touch, sexual touch, pressure, um, or anything even related to comments. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, there's definitely things that are boundaries for me, and I think we should identify what those are. 
Um, let's talk about physical boundaries because I think they can kind of tie into sexual boundaries. While they are similar, they are not the same. A physical boundary is like your personal space and physical touch. Um, let me give you an example. So healthy physical boundaries would include awareness of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. So I know people who are really comfortable with hugging or shaking hands or even kissing when they meet someone. And I know people who are the opposite. They don't want to shake your hand. They don't want to touch you. They would never kiss you. Physical boundaries are really important. Um, and they can they might be violated if someone touches you when we don't want them to touch us. So your personal space is important. Um, I can give you another example. My 10-year-old is not allowed with his friends in my bedroom, in my master bedroom. It is my personal space. So when he has a friend over to sleep over or whatever, I just don't want him in there. I don't want him messing with my stuff. He's also not allowed to play in my office because there are important documents in there and also my graduate school work and my, my information with my clients. So he's not allowed in my office. Those are personal and physical boundaries that he has to respect. And he's setting boundaries with me too right now. Um, he likes to have his door closed now when he plays, which is a little strange, but I'm getting used to setting those boundaries with him. So let's next move to intellectual boundaries, which I think is really valid right now, especially considering what we're going through as a country and as a nation and, and as a people. Um, intellectual boundaries refer to our personal thoughts and ideas. Healthy intellectual boundaries include the respect that you have for other people and your awareness regarding appropriate discussion of certain things like religion, politics, race, um, pretty much anything that falls into that category. Intellectual boundaries can easily be violated and I think we really need to practice awareness of those, but we can really violate people's intellectual boundaries when we dismiss or belittle them because of their thoughts and because of their ideas. I would say this is a tricky topic that you could do like a whole podcast on, and I may just do that. Um, but when we talk about intellectual boundaries, I think it's really important to listen and have awareness because the reality is is that you're probably not going to agree with most people and so it's important to be super aware of how you react and how you engage with those conversations. Another thing is like I know there are certain topics that I only discuss with certain people, primarily like my intellectual friends. Um, for example, the other night I had like a five hour conversation with a friend specifically regarding the civil rights movement and race, but um, I have a relationship with that person and I feel very safe with that person talking about certain things that I don't have to like tiptoe around. And I know that if I say something offensive, they will call me out, but we've established that healthy boundary and also relationship. So I think that's important. I left emotional boundaries to talk about last. And again, this is just like an overview but emotional boundaries are really important, and this refers to someone's feelings, okay? Not your feelings, but someone else's feelings. Healthy emotional boundaries include limitations on what we share, when we share it, who we share it with, what types of personal information we share or don't share. Um, 
So for example, if you have just begun to date someone, you might want to be a little bit careful on what you share and how quickly you share things because you don't want to bombard someone. Um, Now that's a slippery slope because some people are like, oh, I'm an open book. I want to lay it on the table. Well, for some people... Over and over an emotional investment or just like a bombarding of their emotional feelings feels like a boundary violation to the other person. So it's important to build that relationship first to find out what that person's comfort level is. Emotional boundaries are violated when someone can criticize, belittle, or invalidate you because of your feelings, right? So those are the types of boundaries. Let's go back and talk about setting boundaries. Um, I mentioned earlier things that you can say when someone um, crosses a boundary sort of threshold with you. One good example is, um, I have decided that I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, or I'm drawing the line here, or this is not acceptable, or I'm not going to go backwards this time. Um, Or something saying, I can't do this for you. If somebody's asking for your time or money, or if somebody's touching you, please don't do that, or I'm not comfortable, right? So those are all things that you can say. And again, it goes back to practice. And if we don't practice these, then that's when sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment, it's difficult to come up with things to say. So those are definitely things you can put in your back pocket so you know what to say. Other things that you can do um, when setting boundaries or understanding boundaries is to be confident, right? Use a body language that shows the person that you're serious. Make eye contact with them, face them, use a steady voice, you know, don't be too loud or too soft, maybe an appropriate volume to set your tone. I went back to this earlier, make sure you plan ahead so you know what you're gonna say, especially if you know you're gonna be having a hard conversation with someone. I had to do this the other day. I sort of thought about what I wanted to say and then I sent a message and said, okay, here it is. This is the way it is for me and I respect you and you respect me, but that's it, you know? Be respectful. Try not to use degrading language. Um, Try not to yell or scream or put down. Definitely don't use the silent treatment because that's not really respectful. Um... It's okay to be firm in your message, but it's going to be a lot more respected and received if you're respectful. I know for me, when people either put me down or yell or give me the silent treatment, I slowly sort of lose respect for that person. The last thing to do on knowing what to do with boundaries is to compromise. Now, I say this with a grain of salt because I do think some boundaries are firm. But when we're setting boundaries, remember to compromise when it's appropriate to listen and consider the needs and wants of the other person. You never, ever, ever have to compromise. But it is a give and take part of any relationship a work relationship, a friendship, a romantic partner, a sexual relationship, the relationship you have with your kids. 
compromise is okay as long as you're not superseding really a a boundary that you have set in stone for yourself. So I want to move this into romantic relationships. And when you know when to walk away because of a boundary violation or a standard in a value that you've set for yourself. So this month I'm going to be talking a lot about on my Instagram page about dating and relationships, specifically intimate ones. So we all want intimacy, connection, and love, right? Because we're tribal creatures and we're not meant to do life alone. So wanting to have a healthy partnership is a healthy and valid want and need. When you are in a position where you find yourself ready for a deeper type of relationship with someone that you care about and you want to elevate the relationship, go ahead and ask for exclusivity and commitment to give the relationship a real chance. Now, I'm not talking about someone that you've dated for a day or a week or a month or even a couple of months. It is important to recognize when you feel like things are just a little weird for you because you're not expressing how you feel or what your needs and wants are. So make sure that you're direct and tell that person what you need, what you want. Find out what their needs and wants are, right? Um, Make sure when you do this, you're ready for several outcomes. If that person says, yes, I'm ready to elevate the relationship, that is awesome. Continue to define and clarify what it means to that person to be exclusive with you. This is going to help you move forward with building a sustainable friendship and or partnership, right? However, if the partner is avoidant or dismissive and they say things like, I'm unsure if I'm ready for that, right? You have maybe caught them at a place, a boundary threshold, or maybe they're simply being honest with you. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're unsure. So be respectful and open to that scenario. But here's my additional thought. If this is someone that you have a history with, meaning you've known this person for a while, maybe even years, and you're, el- and you're trying to elevate a relationship or ask for some sort of commitment, and they say, I'm not sure or I'm not ready, why on earth would you keep entertaining that person if they're not sure or not ready? Those are kind of big red flags, right? And turnoffs. When a person says that they're not sure what they want, believe them and walk away and don't look back. Now, I'm going to say this again. This is with someone that you've had a history with, that you have been around the block with a couple of times and you're ready and they're not. Don't be angry or upset with someone if they're not ready. There's definitely going to be some grieving, so I don't want to be dismissive. You might grieve because you have to walk away, but I promise you you're going to end up grieving more if you stick around and wait for someone's readiness, right? Here's the other thing. Be grateful for their honesty. 
it takes a lot of guts to say someone to say to someone i'm not ready i'm not sure if i'm ready for that right because that person is saving you a lot of valuable time that you would otherwise waste on waiting for them to be where you are right here's another layer don't ever try to convince someone to meet your needs and don't ever lower your standards or negotiate your boundaries based on their inability to commit to a relationship again this definitely applies if you've had a history with someone if it's a newer relationship then you are both going back and forth and sort of negotiating where you're at and it really truly is up to you whether or not you stick around or not personally believe that if you've had a history you should really walk away right if they've had plenty of time to ponder over commitment it's time to walk away know that you are worthy you are so beautiful and deserving of a partner who's ready and willing for exclusivity and commitment so cut the cord don't stick around. If your partner is avoidant or they have an avoidant attachment style, they might need to do some inner work on that. It's not your job to do that work for them. They may not even be aware that they have commission, a, you know, a commitment issue. Some women and men go in and out of relationships like on a consistent basis because they're not even consciously aware of how selfish and hurtful their actions are and because they're in love with the honeymoon stage. If they are aware of their actions, then they are simply being manipulative and self-serving. If someone changes their mind later and they come back to you and they say, hey, listen, I have had time to think about this and I am ready to commit now. Make sure you let them prove that they are ready and willing through their actions versus their words. Don't be the person who settles for less. In the meantime, keep working on yourself, on your goals and your dreams. Don't entertain people who don't align with your values and your self-worth. Going back to the beginning of this conversation, I talked a lot about your personal values or think, you know, things that are important to you. Reject breadcrumbs. Reject excuses. A high-quality partner, man or woman, that's meant for you is going to do the work and they will commit to building a beautiful and loving companionship with you. The bottom line is this. Invite the person you love to the table to grow and elevate the relationship. If they, are, if they aren't ready, walk away. If they wanted you, they would show up. There's nothing more freeing than walking away confidently, knowing that you have your boundaries set in place, that you honor yourself and your values. So I'm going to do an extra now and it's going to be a really great exercise for you to identify why it has been difficult for you to maybe establish healthy boundaries and what's holding you back from sort of 
um, letting someone know what your boundaries are. A lot of the reasons why we don't enforce our boundaries is because of uncertainty and because the fe- of the fear of loss, right? When we don't have clear values or because we aren't clear on our boundaries, that's when problems start. It's when we are clear and we have defined boundaries that we can feel empowered and increase our self-worth and self-awareness like I talked about. We fear the loss of a relationship. That could be a relationship with a loved one like a parent or a child. We fear the loss of connection to that person. We fear the loss of closeness or intimacy. And we're afraid that if we say, hey, I'm not going to take this anymore. Or you can't do this. Or no, these are my expectations. You need to meet me where I'm at. You're going to lose that relationship and closeness or intimacy with that behavior, with that person. And those are really unworthy behaviors, right? We all have a little bit of this unworthiness because you feel selfish when you put boundaries into place. But because you are not strong in your boundaries, you're actually telling the other person how to treat you, that you are willing to accept less than in whatever situation you're in. When we fear that the other person won't love or care about you or that you don't care about them when you place boundaries, you're actually just putting in place a pattern. The issues here are you don't have to accept unhealthy boundaries anymore. It's really up to you. The people that truly love and respect and honor and care about you will love and respect your boundaries and they will listen and they will work with you and talk with you and discuss with you where you are. So today I would like for you to journal what you fear the most, what you feel like you might lose if you set a boundary in place. I also want you to identify what are the unworthy behaviors that you are actually participating in when you're not enforcing your boundaries. And last but not least, how empowered would you feel if you told someone no? If you told someone you're not willing to accept certain behaviors or treatments? What would happen if you said to someone, no, it's time for you to commit. It's time for us to elevate. And also identify how it's going to feel if you do lose a relationship and what that actually means if someone doesn't meet you where you are. I want to say thank you guys for listening and I hope you tune in. I'm going to do a follow-up episode to this and dig a little bit deeper on a totally different topic and that is um, coming soon. So thanks for listening and namaste.